We pick up at the bottom of 107b uh, with the Mishnah, Mishalach Lamidu Nateyam, a person goes overseas, and yesterday we had the wife claim sustenance here, Vamad Echad Ufarnas et Ishto, a person uh, comes and uh, someone else, and a third party comes and feeds his wife in the husband's absence. When the husband gets back, he asks uh, for the money back. He says, listen, uh, you know, there's how much I spent, etc. Hanan says, listen, the husband can turn around uh, to him and say, listen, I'm not obligated to pay anything. Uh, you decided to do it. Very, you're a hell of a nice guy, but uh, what, uh, there's no obligation on me to pay you back. Uh, I didn't instruct you to do so, and therefore... You, uh, um, all the money that you expended uh, was for your account and uh, my wife in theory uh, I suppose he says like, could have scrimped and saved and, uh, and, and come through uh, without you supporting her uh, but thanks uh, very much but uh, it's, it's, it's very kind of you but I'm not paying you back so now, however, nechleku alav b'nei koanim gudalim. The sons of the koanim gudalim argue, and they say, "Amru Yeshua kami yotiv yotol." A person, this guy, can make an accounting, and he swears how much he has spent, uh, expended on this woman, and he can take it back from the husband. Amram Dosa ben Hokunus kedivraim, and Rabbi Dosa ben Hokunus agrees with b'nei koanim gudalim. Amram Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, "Yafe Amar Chanan." I agree. Chanan has argued well. Uh, it's like he puts money on the horns of a deer. So, uh, and uh, in other words, he's got no chance. Uh, he's got no real chance uh, to, to get the money back. So, right, Dafka, the horns of a deer. Number one, have a The idea runs very fast, so it's like you put it on and you've lost your money very quickly. Uh, that is the one explanation. Uh, the second explanation would also be the Dafka, uh, the Tosfot Yomtov, says this, as explained by Rabbi Rosner, uh, that the, uh, the, what, what happened is a deer, when it runs, puts its horns um, behind its, um, uh, you know, down, and it touches its back. So really what, what uh, Dafka on the horns of a deer means you put uh, money on the horns of a deer, a little purse there, uh, that w- when the deer is running away, uh, it puts the, the, its horns back and it, uh, the, the, the purse would end up on the, the back of the deer, and when it, when it stopped running, it would lift its horns back up. Now, uh, there is a chance that the, the money still might go uh, be on its horns, it might get caught on its horns and get lifted up again, or it could be on the animal's back, in which case, uh, in, in, a, in a second, uh, it would fall off. So really, what, what it means, it's, it's actually quite a precise uh, obligation, I mean, quite a precise formulation in sense in the sense uh, that he says listen there is a chance that the husband might pay you back he might decide to uh, but on the other hand he may not decide to so there's a chance you will have the money uh, but there's a good chance uh, that you won't all right now, now we uh, quote a mission in the Darim, which is uh, coming up next so it's not that far away actually it's about five weeks time that we'll actually get to this mission is right, Hashem. Uh, so it's now and we'll relate this Mishnah to our uh, to, 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 to this uh, to this uh, our, our problem over here. A person who uh, prohibits, who's not allowed to get benefit uh, from another person. Uh, he can pay his uh, half shekel uh, for the communal offerings. He can pay it on his behalf. He can pay back uh, a loan uh, on his behalf, and can return him his lost object. So there are three things uh, that he can do. However, in the place with returning the lost object uh, for him, if a person gets paid 
uh, a finder's fee or you know the, the, the cost of not working uh, for that specific time uh, that person can't claim the fee uh, this finder's fee uh, because of the fact uh, that then he would be getting benefits from the person who he swore that he wasn't going to get benefit from and as a result uh, the money uh, goes to hectish has to be uh, given to the beta Megdash. Okay, so now we examine all th- of these three cases. Bishlam uh, it's, um, it makes sense uh, that he can contribute to Shekel for him because mitzvah kavit, he does a mitzvah for him and uh, did none. And really it's, it says it's did none, which is often a Mishnah. But uh, here, obviously, it could be uh, the Tanya because this isn't a Mishnah. Uh, and what, what, what does this Brata say? Uh, it says, a Tormin Ta'avud, when the, the Kwanim come and they separate the Tumat Elishka, they do it uh, three times a year, as we saw in, in, uh, in uh, Gomorrah Shkalim. They, uh, they, they, they apportion it, these three coins, and uh, when, they ha- when they apportion it, it says, Torment uh, alavod. They separate it f- uh, and they have in mind, even for coins that a uh, person has lost, Vashal Hagavoy. Uh, and uh, the, those that are st- that are that are that's gathered, uh, but haven't yet uh, been brought to the Beit Hamikdash, al latid legavot, and that, that that those people are included that hadn't yet even given their coins. So really, uh, even you know, they will in future, but they haven't even given them yet. So so here, uh, this person is given it. So even if the p- person ultimately would never uh, give uh, his half shekel, uh, he still would be included as part of the communal uh, uh, process. Over here, and, and, the, and, the, and the offering would be considered on his behalf. It's not just the people that gave the money uh, that are included, because it takes time for, for the money to do it. So they actually do it on behalf of uh, all of the Jewish people. So this person really, um, uh, if you if you don't ever uh, give the shekel, uh, or that year you don't give the shekel, uh, then uh, you still actually get the benefit of the common offerings. Obviously a mitzvah to give the shekel, etc. But uh, if you didn't, uh, then there's the, you still include in offering. So this person really, he's given uh, no real benefit uh, to him because he would be included in the communal um, kapara anyway. Okay, they sacrificed in his name. Okay, in the third case that we had, uh, you return his last objects. Nami, mitzvah, he's just doing a mitzvah and uh, you're not really giving a benefit to the person because you're just giving him back something uh, that he would have had in the first place. So, uh, um, uh, that he had, it was really his all along and therefore you're just giving it back to him so there's no uh, issue uh, with benefiting him there. Ella, parade chavo. However, the second case that we brought, if you repay back his loan, uh, you are helping him, you are enriching him. By, uh, by doing that, uh, then that, that is giving him benefit, surely. And Amrav uh, Ashai, Rav Ashai says, How money? Uh, so who is this by? Uh, it must be like Hanan. It must be like Hanan. It must be like Hanan in our Mishnah. So we relate it to our Mishnah and say, Listen, this guy's lost his money. Really, it's a case here uh, where it's a debt that the other one, uh, he said, Listen, I'm, he wants to give the other guy a present. And he says it's really in the form of a debt. Uh, so he never, uh, you know, he gives it to him as a loan, but he never really expects uh, payment of that loan. Uh, so what if you go? ahead and repay that uh, loan, inverted commas, it's uh, really a present uh, that you you uh, repaying this guy. So uh, if, you, if you give him the money, uh, the benefit that you're giving is to the person uh, that, that gave the present in the first place. You're not really uh, um, 
uh, giving benefit uh, to the person uh, that uh, gave him um, uh, the loan. Uh, I mean, that, uh, that took the, the so-called loan, but really the present, you're not benefiting him uh, because it really was meant to be a present. All right, uh, uh, that's Rav Oshai, so he says, Lachanan. However, Rav Amar, Rav says, listen, I feel it's Rabbanan. You could even say it goes like the rabbis. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, it says, my skin, and what are we talking about in this situation? Shalava, Amanat, Shalor Lifra. Really, uh, he says, says, um, you, 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 it's a long-term loan, you can pay it back uh, as and when you want. So, so really, uh, the guy said, listen, there's no, there's no set time, you pay it back uh, when you need to. And therefore, um, if the, you know, the, there's, it's, it's also, uh, the, there's no benefit uh, in paying uh, that back, uh, because you know, you're really doing uh, a favour to the blender and not uh, to the borrower in that situation. Uh, and the Gemara says, It's quite clear why Rava explained it like uh, he did, and he didn't explain it to Rava Shai, because obviously, it's much better to say that uh, this goes like the rabbis and not like um, um, uh, uh, Hanan. Right, uh, not like a single opinion. Um, uh, and Ella, Rava Shai, but Rava Shai in this situation, um, uh, he says, Ella, Rava Shai, my time um, uh, why didn't he say like Rava? Surely there's more preferable to go uh, to go like the, uh, uh, the the majority opinion of the rabbis. He says Amalei Rava Shai. So Rava Shai says Nihi Dana Leitla. He's not give not give him direct monetary benefits in this situation. Uh, it says uh, because he's you know he he doesn't really have to pay the loan back uh, except after a very long time. Kshufa Mi Leitla. But still there is an element of embarrassment. If you took a loan, and it, it is a real loan, but you say, listen, the, the time period uh, extends out uh, for as long as you want, still there's a bit of embarrassment. The guy says, oi, uh, this guy gave me the loan, and now it's one month or two months or, or a year or three years, five years, whatever it happens to be, uh, but um, he hasn't paid back the debt. So Hatam, Nami, Itlay, Hana. So there is still a certain Hana in this situation. He's benefited him, and it says, uh, because Dahi, because in this case, he's no longer embarrassed uh, to see this other person. So therefore, there is that benefit, and that is why he says, no, um, it must be in a case where he gave it to him uh, as a loan, but really as a present, and that goes like Hanan. All right. And now we move on from Hanan to Admon. We said Admon Omar Shiva. Admon said seven different things. Uh, so we're going to have uh, a few. We're going to have these until the end of the Masechet. Mishamait veniach banav banim uvenot bizman she nechasim rabim habanim yoshim vamot nizonot. So he says, uh, if a person dies and leaves sons and daughters uh, behind, it says, and and the, the, there's a bigger state. In other words, uh, there's a large amount of money. Uh, then uh, there's no problem. Uh, the, the, the boys get supported and uh, the girls um, uh, you know, sorry, the boys get the, get the inheritance and they support uh, the girls uh, with, with that money. So then the, that's no, uh, that's the standard case and uh, then there's no problems when there's a, a large estate. Okay, so we didn't even uh, really need to say that but just to, to put it out there. Okay, that's the, the obvious case. Until the girls get married and then the husbands support them uh, that's how it works. Okay, uh, what's important for us, uh, when there is a small estate, in other words, there's not enough money to go around. Habanot is on the girls get supported, and uh, the, 
until they get married. And, and if it's such a small estate, uh, it would have to be Vabanim Yachru Apatachim. The boys have to go out begging and, uh, and go around to the, uh, um, to the doors, uh, different doors begging uh, for, for money. Okay, and uh, to sustain themselves. So uh, we, we, had, we did discuss this a little bit earlier uh, as well. We said uh, it's, 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 it's more degrading for a woman to go begging than a, a man to go begging, and therefore uh, we said men, uh, the, the, the sons would have to go begging. So Admon, Admon says in this situation, Bishwil, Shani, Zachar, Hipsadati, you know, because I'm a male, uh, do I lose out over here? Uh, does, it, does it make sense uh, that that happens? It seems that he's actually not necessarily necessarily arguing, uh, but he's just saying, listen, how, how could this be? Uh, and, uh, and, and Admon says, listen, because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I see what Admon says about that. So we'll, the, the Mishnah, the Gomorrah, a short little piece, will explain that. My Kama, what exactly is Admon's uh, comment over here? Amar Abai says, Haki Kama, this is what he's saying. Bishvil Shani Zachar, Roi, Lasok Patara, if Sadati, you know, I'm uh, surely uh, the, one of the greatest things that we can do is learn Torah. And males are commanded to learn Torah, women aren't commanded uh, to learn Torah. It says, you should teach your sons. Uh, it doesn't say your daughters. You have to teach it to your daughters. The girls have to uh, um, learn Torah. Obviously, they have to know what to do, which is a huge amount of Torah still, but uh, they don't have the mitzvah lishma, uh, to sit and do it lishma. So, uh, what he's talking about here uh, seems to be uh, Torah lishma, and he says, surely that's a very high level. Uh, why should I lose out uh, over there? Because uh, I'm a male, uh, you know, and, uh, and should I, surely uh, that should mean that I should get supported uh, because I, uh, that's uh, learning Torah uh, is such an important value. So surely I should do it. Amalai Rava responds. Amalai Rava, Aman de Asik Torah, who diarit, Aman de law, Asik Torah, law yarit. It says if a person is learning Torah, uh, would he inherit? And one who's not learning in Torah doesn't inherit it. You know, what's, uh, what's learning Torah got to do with it? That's the one explanation. You know, it, it, it's inheritance. It's from the Torah, and that's the way it works. Uh, and um, uh, for example, if you've got two sons, one's involved in learning, and the other one's not involved in learning, a person can't say, "Listen, I only want the son that's in learning uh, to be support uh, to to get the inheritance." That's not true. They both get it equally, uh, and therefore. Uh, it's that you can't. Uh, it's not. It's irrelevant uh, to this case how much Torah you are learning. Ella Amarava Hakikama. So Rava says, listen, uh, that can't be the explanation. Uh, it must be as follows. Bishvil Shani Zachar Roeli Reish Ben Chasim Rabin. Because I'm a, a, I'm a male, and in theory, uh, if it was a large estate, I would inherit. Uh, he says, I would. You know, I'd inherit, and, and I would still support the daughters, uh, my sisters. It says Hipsadity Martin, how I would pray, you know, in this situation whereby I lose uh, rights to everything over here, and uh, uh, and then uh, I get. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I get nothing. So if the girls get everything and I get nothing, surely what we should do is come to some kind of compromise. And, uh, and that was what uh, Rabban Kamleel says. Uh, I see Admon as being correct. All right, another case of Admon, uh, and this has uh, got nothing to do with uh, uh, Ketubot. Uh, it's got a lot to do uh, with uh, the Babas uh, and, uh, and, and, and claims, etc. So now what we're talking about, it's uh, Machloket, uh, as follows. 
Chavero Kare Shemen Voda Vakan Kanim. A person uh, is claiming uh, jugs of oil, and the other one says, uh, "Listen, I've got pitchers. I admit to pitchers, but not the oil." Uh, so in this case, Admon Ma'ol Voda Bemiktat Tana. But this person has admitted uh, something. Okay, at least he's admitted uh, the jugs. Yishava. He has to swear uh, about about both because Morda Bemiktat. We explained before it was uh, exactly three weeks ago, I think it was, uh, that we explained as follows, uh, the concept of it, uh, what happens is, is that uh, psychologically a person uh, got a loan from from someone else of 100, and then when the person, uh, other guy, the, the creditor comes to get the money back, the, the borrower thinks to himself, listen, I've, uh, you know, he came to get 100 uh, back, and, and the borrower says, listen, I've only got 50, uh, and I'm embarrassed to tell him uh, that I'm not paying him back the full amount, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, listen, I already paid you 50, here's the other 50, and now I've finalized your loan. Uh, and then what he'll do is that once he gets the rest of the money, he'll come back a few days later, and he'll, he'll pay the rest of the money back, but he's just embarrassed right now to admit that he doesn't have it. So the rabbis, and, and he might even think to himself, oh, you know, that's, uh, the guy accepted it, and, and maybe you know, he doesn't mind, and he maybe gives me the other 50 as a present. The rabbis saw uh, that's a bit of a slippery slope, and then what uh, they, they, they did was, they said, listen, uh, if a person admits uh, to a part of a loan, uh, what he has to do is go and swear to the rest of the loan. If he swears to the rest of the loan, it's a very serious thing. Uh, um, that, you know, more of a that you have to go and, uh, and, and, and swear, uh, it's, uh, you know, take a safer Torah or hold something holy and swear in Hashem's name, there are very serious consequences, etc. So a person uh, would, would uh, the rabbis made them do that to avoid a situation whereby a person uh, would just come and, uh, and uh, you know, kind of uh, lie and, uh, and, and then get the, the claim. Yeah, and, and, and not uh, admit to, to owing everything. Okay, so in that situation, this, in this situation, he's cla- he admits to part of the claim, and he has to swear uh, to the rest of it. The rabbis say, listen, really they're talking across purposes. Uh, the admission in this uh, case is not part of the claim. The claim was about oil, and the admission was about these jars, these pitchers. I see what Admon says is being correct. Again, okay, so Shmami now Lorabanan. So according to the rabbis, uh, what happens is uh, If someone would claim that a person says you owe me wheat and barley, and the guy, other guy admits, you know, uh, about the barley, patur, uh, he is exempt because uh, wheat and barley uh, is claiming A and B, uh, two two separate things, uh, two discrete things, and the guy says, listen, I owe B. Uh, I don't owe you A, zero on A, and a hundred on the B. So uh, and uh, so what in that situation you pay B back. Uh, so they're, they're talking, uh, there's no correlation, zero wheat, and uh, here's the barley back. Very good. Um, so that's why you also be exempt. And we say, Is this a knockout to Rav Nachman in the name of Shmuel? Rav Nachman in the name of Shmuel says, It's on uh, that uh, Rav Nachman said that Shmuel says, no, if you claim wheat and barley, wheat and barley uh, is a combined unit. I'm claiming wheat and barley from you. Uh, and therefore, if you admit on the barley, so uh, then what we have in that situation uh, is that you've admitted to part of the claim, and therefore you have to swear about the rest. 
Uh, that's seemingly what Shmuel says, uh, and, um, and uh, is that a knockout? And the Gemara says, Amarav Yuda, not necessarily Amarav, in the name of Rav, but Anu uh, Mida, uh, no, really we, can, we don't have to say that this is a, uh, a knockout and, uh, and refutes it because we can reinterpret uh, the way we've understood our Mishnah. It's not claiming where you owe him oil and uh, the pitchers, the jugs inside of it. Really what you're saying is uh, the amount of oil that would fill a number of jugs. So really what you're claiming uh, uh, from him is uh, uh, 10 jugs. Each, let's say each jug is a litre. So I'm claiming 10 jugs, 10 litre jugs of oil from you. And, uh, and, and, and so I'm saying 10 jugs of oil, uh, which really means 10 litres of oil. All right, and uh, in, in that situation, uh, you know, the oil in the jugs, and I'm not claiming jugs, so therefore when you admit to the jugs, uh, we are talking at cross purposes. So that's how the rabbis could explain it. Iachi, my time at Admon. So if that's uh, the case, why would Admon then say, uh, listen, you actually, um, uh, you know, why would Admon say you have to take an oath? Surely if the guy's asking for oil and, he, and, uh, and you admit to jugs, you are talking at cross purposes. So there's no more of a mix out over there. There's no admission partial admission, uh, and uh, it says, Ela ama rava. Uh, so Rava says, uh, what must the case be? If a person, so we, we, we give the cases where even Admon and the rabbis would agree. So Rava says, listen, this is how you explain it. Everyone agrees, where he says, listen, I've got 10 jugfuls of oil, so it, like, you know, 10 liters of oil in your pits. Uh, what word in that situation? Shemen. Uh, so really everyone agrees in that situation he mentioned uh, the, the jugs only to tell you how much uh, the volume of the oil should be oh, 10 litres of, of jugs uh, in your pit means that I'm only claiming the oil I'm not claiming jugs at all, all right? and therefore if you say oh the pitchers then uh, the, the, for, for sure uh, there's no obligation of um, an oath over them. Uh, and, and similarly in the other case uh, where he says I've got 10 full jugs of oil uh, with you uh, and in, in that case so even uh, Admon and the rabbis would both agree in that case uh, you know the rabbis would agree so Admon uh, would say uh, in the first case that even Admon would agree uh, that there's no partial admission over there if the guy admits jugs when he's just claiming oil. Uh, and in this, this case, the rabbis would agree to Admon uh, that he's claiming jugs as well as oil uh, in this situation. And therefore, if you admit to the jugs, uh, then you'd have to pay back the oil. Uh, you have to swear about not owing the oil. All right, so those are the two cases where both Admon and the rabbis agree, uh, says Rava. Keep Pligi, uh, Rava says, uh, when, what is the argument about? He says, I've got 10 jugs of oil with you. Okay, uh, and, uh, and, and, and 10 jugs of oil. On the one hand, uh, you could say, Admon, because he mentioned the jugs. Uh, it's not just uh, jugs of oil. Uh, it's not just to, to mention the volume of oil that you have. He also mentioned jugs. Uh, and uh, he didn't say in your pits or anything like that. Um, and therefore, uh, he's, uh, 
he's talking about uh, the, the jugs as well, uh, and therefore it's a partial admission. Rabbanans, I've read the rabbis hold, Ein Lashon Lashon Kankanim. No, uh, he's just really talking about the oil, uh, it's not talking about the jugs, and that's why. Uh, what he's uh, they're talking across purposes what he's what he's claiming he is not admitting okay. what he's admitting to the other person wasn't claiming and therefore uh, there's no okay so Ella timer so therefore what is uh, um, uh, the reason <coughs> of the rabbis, it says, uh, So it must be because he, you know, the, the, when the guy said, I've got 10 jugs of oil, uh, it it's, uh, doesn't really mean uh, these, uh, these, the, the jugs. It just, it's just a, a measure of, of, of volume. Hi. However, if it would, if he would say something about the kankanim, uh, would the rabbis say, Okay, the rabbis would say it, it would be chayv to tease, would be chayv to swear because it would be oil plus jugs. Surely there's a refutation of Rakia Baba, the Amar of Kia Baba, because Rafia Baba says, Unin Kitin Usorin, for Dalobekad Mehem Patur. if you claim uh, wheat and barley and the other one admitted uh, to to it, uh, then you would be exempt uh, from the oath. Okay, uh, is is that um, uh, then you exempt because of two separate things, uh, and it's Amar Rav Shimi Ba'ashi. Uh, Rav Shimi Ba'ashi says no, uh, you can't necessarily say that either, uh, because Naseh Kami Shetano Rimon Beklipato. No, uh, you can't. Your wheat and barley are two discrete things, and therefore are, are, are totally separate, as opposed to jugs of oil. He says jugs of oil is much more like a, a, a Rimon, a, a pomegranate uh, in its peel. Uh, that's it. Uh, you know, the jugs are necessary for the oil. If you just leave oil uh, on on a table, it would slip off. It would run away, etc. So therefore, it uh, it contains it the same way the skin of the peel of the pomegranate uh, contains the pomegranate. Matkiv la Ravina. Ravina doesn't like. Uh, this analogy. He says, Rimon, He says, if you take the skin of a pomegranate, uh, the seeds uh, would rot quite quickly. He says it would not be protected uh, and therefore uh, would, would, would uh, go off, etc. Shemin, Mintar, Kankanim. You can keep Shemin. As you saw, you can keep oil in a pit. So the, the fact that the guy mentioned jugs uh, is, uh, you know, it, it could be put in another thing. So the guy mentioned jugs, maybe it's meaningful for jugs. Ella, Haki Bamaskin, and what was Haka Bamaskin, and what are we talking about in this situation? Tamalai, Asrakadai Shemin, Yeshli Etzka, I've got 10 jugs uh, of oil with you. Uh, it says, Amalai, Idach, and the guy replies, listen, Shemin, Lohayadurim, I don't know what you're talking about, the oil. Uh, it says, Kankanim, Nami, and even with the Kankanim, even these jugs uh, that you say, uh, that, you, that you deposited with me, Chamisha, Itlach, Vakamisha, Laitlach, I, you know, admit five of them. Uh, but I don't admit uh, the other five. So in this situation, this must be uh, the case um, according to Ravina. Uh, and so Admon Omer, and Admon says, ah, this is, if this is the case, because uh, the guy talks about pictures, uh, these, these jugs, etc., he admits uh, to them for sure. And it says, uh, what you have is a situation whereby uh, the guy admits uh, to these uh, jugs, and once you admit to the jugs, nami uh, What will make you do uh, is is uh, swear about the oil as well. Why? Alide Gilgul, because of a concept called Gilgul, which means that once you're making a person swear, 
You make him swear on other things. One of the clearest examples of this is also something uh, in Nashim, which we'll see Bezrat uh, Hashem in a few months, is the, the, the situation of a sota, uh, the woman who is suspected of being unfaithful to her husband. She takes an oath uh, that she has not been unfaithful to her husband and before she drinks uh, the sota waters. And uh, the rabbis actually said, uh, with regard to that, even though uh, if a woman was unfaithful during the engagement period, uh, uh, the, the, the husband, it's not her husband yet, so he can't bring her to the Beit HaMikdash. But once she, she's at uh, the Beit HaMikdash uh, as a husband, he can make her swear uh, on, on other things as well. Even though he couldn't make her swear independently on that, he can make her swear that uh, she wasn't... Um, uh, she didn't commit adultery uh, when she was still an Arusa or when she was Shemerit Yavam, uh, waiting to be uh, taken in Yubum, etc. So th- those type of things can be devolved on this woman as a result of the, the Gilgo, like extending the oath. Uh, that is Admon's view of as to why uh, you make him swear on that. Rabbanan Rabbi Rabbi When a guy says, listen, I've got 10 jugs of oil, uh, he's really not talking about the jugs as well. Uh, this guy says, listen, uh, you know, I, I, I tell you, all I want is the oil. The guy says, you never had the oil. I've got five jugs of yours. Uh, the guy wasn't claiming the jugs. He was only claiming the volume of the oil. They are talking across purposes. Uh, what uh, the first, uh, what, what he, what the, what, uh, uh, the guy is claiming, the second one doesn't admit, uh, and what the, the second guy admits, uh, the first one wasn't claiming. Uh, so that is why uh, there is no oath in that situation. Okay, uh, shortish daf, uh, but uh, we'll pick up tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, as we move towards the end of Sechet Ketubot. Everyone should have a great day.